Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks for the many gifts that you have given us, including all the tasty animals, um, and including the gift of scripture. Uh, God guide us that we may be faithful interpreters of you this evening. Good evening, friends. Amen to that. Um, and, 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 you know, look, um, oh, there was a quite a Tasty Animals discussion. Uh, get here early um, for the show if you want, uh, or stay late. If you're in the audio or the video of uh, YouTube version, uh, just stay late. Uh, the animal discuss- Some of the animal discussion uh, will uh, we'll make it off the cutting room floor. Um, but anyways, um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is... Sister Brady Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchup. And uh, keep Brother Stacy uh, in your prayers. He is still hospitalized. Um, yeah. I visited him in Longview um, this evening. He is not um, in ICU anymore. Uh, he sounds like he is on his way uh, towards being released. Um, but keep him in your prayers as they sort out these kind of final issues. He's been in the hospital since uh, a very early Wednesday yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been five days and he is real tired of it. Um, so we miss him um, and keep him in your prayers. Uh, but scripture talk uh, keeps on rolling um, Scott pointed out to me that I must have been really tired when I wrote this uh, series because I wrote down that we were doing John chapter 10 uh, verses 22 through 20 uh, which is just not actually so technically what that would be um, if you read it correctly would be verses 10 uh, 20 through the end of John chapter 20 so it would be like 10 chapters of the Gospel of John is technically what that code would mean. What Mm -hmm. I actually meant was um, a a much saner pericope, um, which, by the way, okay, so I'll define my terms. I used this with Scott a minute ago, and I realized I didn't define it. So a pericope um, is a chunk of, like, a usable chunk of scripture. Right, that tells a complete thought or a complete story or a complete parable, and so this is a pericope of scripture. Rather than so, you you should think about scripture in terms of pericope, pericopi, pericopes. Doesn't matter. D- don't worry about that one. Don't worry about the plurality We're of pericope. And educational. <laughs> educational. Yeah. The word uh, for the day is pericope. pericope. So instead of thinking about it in like single verses or like a hand or like two verses, right, and then building out of there, you should think about scripture in terms of pericopes, which are usable chunks or complete thoughts. And so our usable chunk or complete thought uh, for this week um, is John chapter ten, uh, verses twenty-two through thirty. At the same at the at the time of the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem, it was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Messiah? Tell us plainly. Um, Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name testify me, to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than any than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. I picked this one. This is one that does not get preached on often. This is a pericope that doesn't get preached on often because it's weird. Right? It's just a little weird detail that John adds in that he's, you know, Jesus is in the temple. This is kind of in some ways a nod to where the story is going, you know, 18, 19 chapters later or eight or eight or nine chapters later. Um, but in some ways, it is just a weird little scene where this group of non-believers go, hey, Jesus, when are you going to clearly state to us that you are the Messiah? And Jesus literally looks up and then went, I have 
over and over and over again. And those who follow me have gotten it. And nothing is going to take them away from me. And to me, this this gets read a lot of ways. This is where you always have to be, um, you know, uh, your predestination alarm should be sounding a little bit, right? Uh, I don't know what sound a predestination whoop, whoop. alarm makes, um, <laughs> but uh, it is, your predestination alarm should be going off a little bit, right? Um, this is, to me, this is not saying that these people can't ever get it, that they are excluded from becoming one of Jesus' people. It's just they are choosing not to because the proof that is in front of them, they are deciding, is not enough, right? And so at the heart of this scripture for us to think about is what is enough proof? Yeah. And uh-huh. also to realize that what may be proof for us may not be proof for another person. You know, um, I'm going to hit a side note that I just want to throw out. One of the cool things I like about this verse is this is one of the few places that Scripture mentions Hanukkah. Right. Yeah. The yes. Feast of Dedication yeah, yeah. right here. Uh-huh. We see them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out. the Feast of Dedication. Yeah. But it's this idea, you know, I've, and I've had conversations uh, with people who are, you know, skeptical. And then those who are looking for 100% uh-huh. undeniable proof. And there's a, uh, oh, I can't. I thought it was C.S. Lewis. I looked it up, and I don't remember who it was. It was Stephen somebody. It's this phrase that that says, for those who believe, no proof is necessary. And for those who don't believe, there isn't enough proof. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's this idea that, you know, with our walk with God, though there is tons of proof out there, it's always going to come down to there is needed a certain amount of faith. Yes. And so that's why... Proof will always stop short in a whole right. for being 100%. Now, on an individual level, we each, God will meet us at the place that brings us to that step of faith to accept it, and we'll have that proof. But yeah, it's like those who are asking for a sign, you know, when are you going to tell us, are you or are you not the Messiah? Okay, John 8 is the right. uh, before Abraham was yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. When they wanted to, right after this, well, they understand because in the verses following where we stop is where they're gonna are about to stone him right. for saying he's God. So anyone that ever says Jesus never claimed it and they didn't know that that's what he said, no, they did. But yet there, this means in some ways that they either have to then accept him as that, right, or they're trying to get him to claim to be king of the Jews, and then they can get him in trouble with Rome, or well, who knows? That's a setup. That's a setup, because I was thinking something else, too, that people of faith, when they were around Jesus, Jesus did one miracle, and they automatically just believed yeah. that, they, that, that he was. Yeah. These keep He's over- asking them, have you yeah. not seen what I've been doing? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But these guys, they, they're scholars. Okay, I give them that. But we, so we don't know, right? Like, we have no idea. It just says, you know, some Jews who happen to be in the temple, right? Okay. We, we get no descriptor of these folks. Uh-huh. But it almost does look like he got kind of uh, jumped on. It's like he, he walks into the temple yeah. and then they surround him. I mean, I'm thinking these are Pharisees, but I guess not. But still, We don't know. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't know. But even still... You don't need that much to prove that he is who he is, but I like it. Like he said, I told you, you 
go over your well, head. Listen mm-hmm. for a minute. Well, <laughs> I think are you, it's him going in a religious way, uh, a spiritual way of. Are you listening to the words that are coming, coming out, out of my, my mouth? mouth? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Right. This <laughs> <laughs> trailing Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that I mean that really is at the core of this is. He it's it, like he makes his argument right. Like they're asking for proof. It's like, hi, I have given you that proof. At some point, you're gonna have to make that leap, right? Because you know, I, I, I you know that that like, well, yeah, it hasn't been definitive proof. What is what would be definitive proof if it is Jesus saying, "I am God"? He does that, particularly in the Gospel of John. Does that a whole ton, right? It says. I am he, right? Um, if you are looking for miracles, right? Mm. Those miracles are over the place, right? In the modern world, we think about the miracles of people changing their lives, which we talked about um, on Sunday, which was yesterday and also feels like years ago. Right. Um, and so they're, they are asking, in some ways, they are asking for a thing that Jesus has already given them. And that's Jesus' whole thrust of them is, I- I've already given it. And so at some point, you are looking for an external factor on which to blame your lack of faith. But actually, it is not an external factor. It is not that Jesus has not provided with you with enough faith. It is no matter how much proof is offered, you can always have the option to close your mind to it. Yeah. Need a big chief tablet, number two pencil, draw me a picture. But even, but but like, that's what the, so that's what they're saying, right? Jesus saying, draw, they're saying to Jesus, draw me a picture. Yeah. To which Jesus responds, I already it did. Yeah. Here it is, right? Here yeah. it is again. So, so I'm, I'm kind of laughing at the uh, at the dual possibilities on the... Uh, <coughs> there's a... Jeannie uh, made this comment about uh, do a party trick, man, which I'm, I'm laughing because we're talking about the eating of the cricket. Right. Which, you know, maybe, maybe we should work that into a future episode, but <laughs> that's literally what they're doing. I mean, you, and you see this not just in this situation, but Herod later. Uh, I think do a miracle. Him, him. Yeah. Do, yeah. do a miracle. Prove to us. Show us a sign. Which, which is funny because we hear these people saying this toward the end of his ministry. You know, and so he kind of gets this, you know, uh, unbelieving generation is always looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he does that whole thing. Because I can just see him thinking, what have I been doing the past three right, years? Right, yeah, yeah, right. I literally started my ministry with a miracle, and that's kind of been consistent all through this. Uh-huh. Well, and it's one of those consistent throughout the portrayal, gospel portrayals of Jesus' life is that he is traveling around, you know, what is not a very large territory Mm -hmm. doing miracles. And these miracles are often being done in very public ways so that people could see them. And, you know, news traveled slower then, but news still travels. And so these people would have heard, uh, presumably, these very, you know, whether they're Pharisees or whatever, they're clearly very religiously plugged in Uh because they're at the temple. Um, They would have heard of it. So there's, you know, Jesus going, I, I, what, what, like, do a party trick. I've been doing dozens. And what what else is kind of amusing is really, if it is Pharisees asking him this, then it's been one of those darned if you do, darned if you don't. Right. Because he heals a person and then they're upset because it was on the Sabbath. Right. Uh, You you do do this particular miracle and then, well, why did he not go and give what he's supposed to to Moses? I mean, they, they yeah, yeah, criticized yeah, yeah. everything mm-hmm. he did. Right. You know, he's hanging out with the sinners. Oh, what a drunkard. And why aren't you people fasting? Oh, my gosh, man. Everything he did was picked apart. Uh-huh. Well, and that gets to, I mean, again, that that gets to this 
question about proof yeah. having far more to do with the person seeking it than God offering it, right? That it is one of those, you know, what is proof, okay? For some folk, and we talk about it a lot, right? Not everyone's going to connect with Scripture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not everyone. I understand that I understand well that Scripture is the Word of God. I also understand that if you don't have a background in it, you can't just look at it and go, okay, I get why this means something to me. And mm-hmm. so that's where you go to talking about life change. Well, then, if, you know, if that's not enough, I, you know, what do you, you know, do you want the person to appear in glowing light in front of you? And at some point, um, are you just, at some point, are you just making up excuses, right? Are you not, or not in good faith weighing the evidence yeah. and instead saying, I want this specific evidence, in which case you have inverted the, rela- you've inverted the relationship between you and God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there comes a point that we all have to decide what we're going to do with Jesus. Yeah. And there is that little bit of faith that has to be that stepped out because you know will we ever know 100% 100% I I feel confident in where I'm at but can I go and point physically to the physical Jesus no I can point to the things that he's done I can point to historical accounts and all of that and so there's always going to be this aspect that's faith I mean this is why you can't say you cannot please God without faith it's impossible to please God because that's what this is. That's why it's a belief, something that we hold on to. Well, it's also, you have to understand that one of the things you're doing is connect, you're connecting yourself to the sovereign of the universe. Yeah. And so at some point, part of faith is under, part of faith and part of why it takes faith is God has already done a whole heck of a lot for you. Yeah. God is going to continue to do a, heck, a whole heck of a lot for you. It's amazing what God has already done for you. At some point, um, you are you are inviting yourself not into the right relationship with God. Um, there are a couple, a uh, bunch of wonderful things yes. in, the, in the chat. And they're uh, hearing the angry tomato. Yeah. Oh. Um, reminds uh, Emily post reminds me of that scene in Bruce Almighty when he asked for a sign and whole truckload of them cuts in front of his car and he misses it completely. Right, like yeah, we can ask yeah, for a sign yeah, if we're not yeah. paying attention. Um, and then Joe signs can be anything. Yeah, uh, I, trees falling or whatever. Yeah, tre- yeah. yeah, I can wave my magic wand. I can say the magic word, working up a miracle, putting on a show, uh, but still not be enough. Uh, like rabbis in a hat, uh, Jesus did fish, fish in a basket. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Like there is there is a lot like you have to get at and this scripture I think draws us into that question of God offers proof after proof after proof after proof and yet for some belief still never happens, belief still never happens, belief still never happens. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself on the inside, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. What does what would constitute proof mm-hmm. right what, what we, i understand that like you know uh, you know um atheists who think they can disprove the existence of god you can't prove a negative that's illogical it's not how logic works right um but i understand that in the modern world we as christians need to make the po- make the positive case for a higher being existing right right that, that is part of the burden of modern christianity is you have to make that case you can't assume that people are going to believe that uh-huh. and you can't assume that the normal tools right um you know you hold you know happen to have a bible i can use as a prop handy um 
you know, you can't just say, well, it's in this book. Well, well they have... Know, the they, Quran says... Right, yeah, sure. Or, you right, know, right, the, right. the Bagheera yeah, Venus is this, right? Of, yeah. Um, and so that doesn't hold proof. Um, so I get that. But in the other direction, too, um, there has to be that pause of, you know, what Jesus essentially pr- accuses this crowd of is you are not making this effort in good faith. That it's not a good faith effort that's being made. Right, I could, you know, do what I have done exactly what you're asking for, and still you don't believe. And so, I, at, at some point, it is no longer on Jesus for having not chased them enough, and no longer us as, on us as Christians for not having cha- chased enough. But you, would you think that they would be scared to believe him or something like that because you got that that stigma of people believing in Christ and other folks like well. Why are you doing that? They may look like a punk in front of them or something like that. I mean, but, but maybe, but that's not what they present to Jesus. Uh-huh. What they present to Jesus is when, literally, they ask him, when are you going to prove it? When so, are you going to show yourself as the Messiah? It's kind of like being pulled over uh, when you were speeding. Uh-huh. And like, well, why didn't you tell me? When are you going to show me what the speed limit is? You just passed yeah. a few miles well, back. Okay, well, right. it was one a few miles but Well, it should have been every hundred feet. No, I really don't have think. to. Right. No, it's shown. And, and so... That's what's going on because it didn't like Jesus has said, well, okay, or, or, you know, I haven't shown you anything. Right. He has been showing. And that's still today. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say, well, where's there's proof that there is a higher power? But I guess and, on today's level, why people won't believe that there is a higher power. I guess that's what I meant to say uh, of today's level. Because I know in the scripture, they want to know the proof. But some folks just refuse to do it on today because either they don't want to, they're scared to, don't know how to. I mean, well, how would that be in on today's level? Well, so I think I think those are three separate things, right? Yeah. Um, the scared to um, set aside for a second, we'll, we'll get there. They don't know how to. That's on us, mm-hmm. right? That is part of what's on us to show them what that means. Yeah. What does it mean to follow a higher power? Okay, well, um, we should we as Christians should be able to explain that to a non-Christian person, mm-hmm. and if we can't explain that, we need to get stronger in our own faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that's part of it. I think the like sense of a potential social stigma behind believing, I agree. Yeah, just um, some of that. And so some of that also comes back on us as Christians. Uh, make sure we're running a religion worth following. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you and know, I, I also think that there's an aspect, sorry, I didn't mean to come No, no, you're fine. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, aspect where if I accept this and Jesus is who he says he is and I say I believe that, then that means some things have to change yeah. in how I live my life and what I yeah. do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, you should because be the then living you're held proof. accountable for things. Yeah. You know, there's uh, some other good comments in here. Um, uh, Joe, uh, where there is always something in us that triggers, but you have to want it. You can mm-hmm. say the right thing and it won't be received unless the heart is ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's good to know yeah. in evangelism. We, we throw the seed, uh, we we show the way, but it's not up to us. But in the end, yeah, we don't do. Christ. In, in right. the end, it is. In the end, it is still having an authentic encounter with Jesus. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We've also got that uh, some think it makes them look uneducated. Uh huh. Uneducated. <laughs> uh huh. And, and then she eloquently proved the point. Well, uh, and and so I think that gets at the scared and the 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 stigma side, right? Uh-huh. And so some of that also is as much on us as it is on the modern atheist movement, yeah. right? That that the modern atheist movement can make a case that we're a bunch of numbskulls um, and are bigoted is in some ways on us, having not done a good job 
of handling skepticism in the past, right? right. Of having bad answers. Like mm-hmm. one of the, like in this scripture, Jesus is not, Jesus is not to blame for the crisis of faith. Yeah. Right. But when we think about, you know, Brandon, you bring this in the modern context, and I think that's really important. We as Christians are in part responsible for the lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is and was and always shall be, right? World right. without end. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, God didn't change. Um, the world changed. Um, we didn't adapt well to the world changing. And some of what we put out in the world is why the world changed. You know, I was, you know, um, I was thinking about this in a meeting we were having last night. Um, and Sydney brought it this to my attention. And never ended. Uh, never um, that, uh, that line from Gandhi. I love your Christ and I don't do not like oh, your Christians. Christians. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and that's a real powerful statement of like of what Christianity has been. And so I think part of how we need to think about addressing skepticism is rip is that like internal repentance work of understanding what we as Christians have done to feed that skepticism, uh-huh. right? Where, where we stand up on, you know, street corners or televisions with terrible hair and go, belief is easy if you just believe. And I, and like, I don't connect with any of that, right? Like, you know, I'm the, I'm the resident skeptic on this show, right? And we, we you know, and even in how I've, I've mentioned things, because there is an aspect that takes about faith, but oftentimes it comes across like we're talking about blind faith. Right. right. Uh, ch- check your brain at the door, come get your religion. Uh, but that's not what Christianity is. Uh, there is that measure of faith, but it is reasoned out, uh, as we've been talking about in this series, even the disciples didn't just blindly no. grab hold of it at first. They had to see him for themselves. Right. right. And so that's why we look at things like last week. It isn't just because someone says, but we see the change in people's lives and, like Paul and, and all And Paul has that like has that the in the end, the proof's always gonna be yeah. that authentic encounter with God. Yes. Right? And so and and that's not gonna come that comes easily to some people. Right? That seemed to come easily to John. Right? Yeah. John at least as portrayed in the Gospel of John, written by John. But, but so take John at his word; it is the Bible. He did write it, right? Like it seemed to come easy for him. It did not come easy for Peter. Right? It took him a minute. It took him a minute, right? And so the Bible doesn't judge those people, so neither should we, right? But here Jesus encounters some particularly recalcitrant people to remind that faith is still involved. Yeah. Right? So for us as modern Christians, there is that push to like, yo, be a good religion. Mm-hmm. Be, be, show, this is the faith that works is dead too, that I, I brought up in, in, in my version of the sermon yesterday, right? That like, like actually live it, right? Yeah. And if someone, this is why we are held to a higher standard, not because we are about earning our salvation, but in part, um, we got to make the case that this matters. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then people also have to still make that leap of faith and you can't take that leap of faith out of it. It's a both and, right? We have to be really good in how we address a modern skeptical world, understanding that some of that skepticism is earned. Uh Some of that's the, some of the skepticism of Christianity is earned based on, not on God's behavior, but on our behavior. Right, right, right. Right. Um, we helped create this skeptical world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You just live your faith. 
because I have a young lady right now that I'm kind of being a friend of faith to right now, and I uh, posted something on my Facebook about after Holy Week how, you know, I was pumped up at Woods and everything, and I was kind of sad it was over and I wanted some more, and she was like, I want some of that. Yeah. I want what yeah. you got. I'm like, well, come on, let's talk, you right. know, that. She said, how do I get that? Yeah. So hold my hand. I'll, I'll tell you how to get that. You know, it's not me. It's the Christ that's living right. in me that, you know, will show you how to do that. So, I mean, we went to church yesterday together and she had a wonderful time. She heard the word and she, you know, was just happy when she left. So I said, now you got to take that and you grow that with your relationship with Christ. You right. you take that and grow. See, that's what. Scripture shows a lot when we look at evangelism in there. Yes, there is a people going out there, but it started with people seeing Jesus and wanting to be with him. Right. And then people wanting what they had. Yeah. And what so often happens in our organized aspect of Christianity is people look at it and it's not appealing. Right. It's like, okay, you grumble, complain, you, you have all the same issues and problems I have, and you don't seem to deal with it any better uh-huh. than i do so why should i want that and i had um, those kind of thoughts last night as well uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so that so when people go you know it's full of hypocrites yeah you know what you're right it uh, is it is so and, and, and it shouldn't be but um you know we're working on changing it and uh come help be part of the change yeah but it is i but again i think that gets at that piece about we've earned the skepticism yeah right and and how we've lived it out. And so, in some ways, this scripture does not simulate the modern world. Because in this, in, in today's scripture, Jesus has done nothing to earn their skepticism. Yeah. Uh-huh. And everything to earn their belief. I think the challenge for us as, to be more Christ-like. is to be more Christ-like, <laughs> but also to at least get it back there. Uh Right? Get this, get it back to this baseline view of why that, like, that the reason doubt exists is because of the recalcitrant nature of the doubter, not because of the failure of the vessel um, to portray it. Right? That, like, in some ways, in some ways, this view of doubt is, like... A, what a wonderful problem. What a wonderful problem for the world to have that the reason why doubt exists is just because some people be recalcitrant and not right. because we got in the way of the message. That's right. Because that's what's happened so often. We got to open up. And that's uh, that, that's the challenge is yeah. for us to not get in the way of the Christian message. Uh-huh. And, what, and, and what's funny is when we look at Paul... Paul screwed up all the time. Oh, yeah. Paul owned it. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was going on purpose. He said I was the chief of sinners. That's what he said. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I, I say this when I when, usually in church, when we're talking about church administration things, but like, look, um, X amount of a pastor's job is to apologize. <laughs> right? Um, because. I know that now. Right. Because, <laughs> um, because in the end, there's still humans in the church. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we are never. Well, okay. John Wesley would say we will, but it's it's hard and it takes a while. Uh, we're we could we're someday get to Christian perfection. perfection. We're on the road to perfection, <laughs> but like most of us haven't reached it yet, and certainly the capital C church hasn't reached it yet. Even if some people within it, I can mm. think, I can you know, I was was you know thinking about Christian perfection recently. I'm kind of scanning the congregation and go, you know what? I can name three or four people in this room right now that they wouldn't say it, but I think they've reached Christian perfection. 
Um, I wasn't there when he was across. The I road. sure wasn't there. I must have been gone in right. the bathroom when he said no, that. I, I didn't say that loud, right? No, I, I was, was, I, I was okay. reflecting. I was reflecting on Christian perfection because uh, I, I don't know. I don't even remember why I was reflecting on Christian perfection because uh, I had made a joke about it earlier that day. No. I was reflecting on my own, doing my own reflection no, on Christian no, I've, perfection. I've got some like, names, yeah. right? Yeah. I, and like I, you know, and I think we could all do all that, do that in our churches and in our lives, and like think of go down the rolodex of the believers, the you know list of the saints in our lives, and go, yeah, you know. I really think they've reached it, right? I've got a, I've, I've been blessed to know a few people in my life that I think have reached it. But as an organization, we have not reached it. Well, um, my, my godfather always said before he preached, he said, I'm an imperfect preacher, yeah. but I'm pre- preaching a perfect gospel to imperfect people. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. And so some of what we do will always be to apologize for the imperfectness mm-hmm. um, of ourselves and of the church, right? Um, and how we do that makes a big difference um, in how we message it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is the, you know, I, I've preached on this before that one of the, the principle of evangelism is the three, three statements that lead to wisdom. I don't know. I need help and I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, and how often um, does the church say any of those things? <laughs> Come on my side of it. Right. <laughs> right. But, 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 but really think about it, right? Like how many right. times do we say we don't know? There are a thousand things we don't know, right? That's the nature of faith and the mystery of God. Mm-hmm. But we don't ever say, I don't know. We say, well, the Bible clearly says this. Well, the Bible clearly says a lot. Um, and how many times do we really apologize? Oh right? For the things that we have done wrong. Right? So often we double down and say, no, no, we did it for godly reasons. Maybe. Yeah. We always got to leave room that we are imperfect vessels. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can at least get the message back to being the message that the reason the message doesn't connect is because some people be recalcitrant and not because we got in the way. Anyways, we could, I could talk about this right. forever. Uh, we'll bring the show in for landing. Move partly out the way. Partly because my, right. my tablet died. And so I can't, I can't read the chat anymore. Um, oh. I suspect <laughs> it's interesting. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, Lord willing, uh, Stacy uh, will be back um, next week uh, with us. Uh, but in the meantime, if you have feedback um, for this show, you can post on Facebook. And I, I'm deeply thankful for the live audience. They add so much um, to this show. Um, and so shout outs to those who are with us in the chat this evening. Um, you can also leave a comment over on our YouTube channel. You can email us at uh, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Uh, you can like also subscribe there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can subscribe yeah. there too. Um, and uh, if, you know, if you're the kind of person that doesn't always get the pre-show, when there's a funny pre-show that gets included in the YouTube version, Facebook software doesn't make that easy. Uh, but uh, YouTube will let me upload my own file that I can edit on my own production machine. Thank you very much. Yay. Take that, Zuck. Um, also, uh, you can uh, post on our website. Also, uh, PalestineGrace.com/slash/videos. Um, you need an audio-only version of the show. Just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice, and we will be back next week. I next week's not a weird week. No, next week is a weird week. We need to talk scheduling here in a minute. Um, there will be an episode next week. I just don't know when it will be. Um, also, uh, go in peace, love and serve the Lord. Fear not, stay well. God is with us. Also, eat the crickets. They are, deli- they are delicious um, and good for you. Maybe, maybe we'll have some, uh, some maybe, cricket we'll, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll Yes, we'll eat some crickets. Put some salt on it. I might can try it. They have chocolate covered. They have chocolate. Yeah. I'm they a diabetic. Hands, but you don't even know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, but you, you know, you can do the dark chocolate. Don't have a lot of sugar. Yeah, I guess so. And it's mostly cricket. Yeah. <laughs> you roast them. It's nothing but crunch. Right. They don't wiggle anymore. Ew. Right.
everything is gross, therefore nothing is gross. Do not reject something because you find it disgusting. Yeah. You can reject something because you do not like it. I do not like liver. Right. Said liver is good for you right. and perfectly acceptable to eat. I happen to not like it. Right. Um, so I don't eat it, right? Pork rinds, same deal. It's not that eating skin is a problem. I eat the skin of many things. Yeah. I love the skin part of fried chicken. Yeah. Um, I don't like pork rinds, and so I don't eat it. Wow. And it's not because I think it's disgusting. I think it's, I, it's not a taste I enjoy. Um, chicken heart would eat again. Would no, I, lo- I, 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 love, <laughs> I love me some pork rinds. Pork. I, so I don't, right? Like, I, it's pork just, rind? Uh, pork rind. But I'm not saying there's something wrong and, with pork And the rinds. crackling ones. Yes. I just, yeah. I don't enjoy the taste. Mm. And there are certain things that have turned me off. Like, okay, so I was all about, I was going to try chitlins. Sure. But I made the mistake of being in there when they were prepping yeah, them. This, sure. yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point, I was like, I, no. That messed you up, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yes, I was did. like, nope, not doing Nope, nope, mm-hmm. not going to do it. Not going to do it. No. So, again, I have no problem with chitlins, right? Like, I have no problem. Like, think about in traditional sausage. Think what the coating is. Yeah, it's the same, same thing. Same thing, right? Yeah. In traditional sausage. In traditional sausage, yeah. think of the coating. And, and all the sausage you eat, that is just a coating made to simulate the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to the actual show here in a second, friends. I promise. Um, but uh, and, and even worse is a Cajun haven't had boudin. Right. Uh. So, again, all of these... Everything is gross, therefore nothing is gross. Right? So I'll eat any animal other than a monkey's brain. Don't eat a monkey's brain that is actually bad for you. Oh, wow. Because the brain chemistry is too close to yours, uh-huh. so it can make you go crazy. Um, it might even me out. Dude. Might even you out. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, but so that's one where there's actually a legitimate, like, I will not eat a, a primate's brain. Yeah. Um, because the brain chemistry is too close to our own. Um, and therefore, um, you could go literally go nuts. I like Indiana Jones. Chill the So, Jeannie, we are kind of talking about mad cow. So, mad cow came from cows eating other cows' brains. Um, and that's how they got mad cow disease. Uh, you can get the human equivalent of it uh, by eating a primate's brain. I have mad monkey disease. Yeah. Right, yes. Uh, and so that's why my advice is any animal, as, as actually as, as Genesis tells us, any animal uh, is good for you, is there for your use. Um, just don't eat a primate's brain. Um, it's brain chemistry too close. Drive you nuts. Chilled monkey brain. Right, yeah. Don't eat monkey brain. Right, I understand. Delicacy. I understand it's a delicacy. It's a dangerous delicacy. Indiana Uh, Jones, like a puffer fish. Right, if you eat fugu the wrong, prepared the wrong way, can kill you. You eat it the right way. Apparently, it's delicious. I've never had it. Um, I I don't know if I would trust individuals. Right. Well, yeah. That's one of those great like plots of like Bond movies or whatever. Right. They're preparing the. Maybe this is from Hitman. I don't know. There's something yeah. I've I've participated in, like how you like the person preparing the fugu is the way they kill the target, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or the or the thing where you put the live octopus backwards down your throat, uh, like that one. You got to be real careful too, because you put it the wrong way, it's gonna choke it's, you. I ain't going down. It ain't going down, right? <laughs> it's a live octopus. Um, okay. Um, let me know when you're ready, Scott. Uh, are, are we up live? Yeah, we are up live. Yes, okay. I have I have Jeannie and I have Jeannie and Tracy in the chat. At least I did. Um, with the, the, the converse pre-show conversation is a little graphic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. So, anyways, Brandy, you can eat crickets. They're fine. They're not gross, or they are gross because everything is gross. 
Oh, yeah. I can see myself. Let me have the Jiminy Cricket special. Right, yeah. <laughs> I want to start my own Disney-themed restaurant where I name all the ingredients after the Disney characters. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, uh, you know, Donald a la orange um, and, you know, Jiminy Cricket salad. Um, <laughs> With extra dressing. Extra dressing. Um, and filet of thumper. <laughs> thumper stew. Yeah. Right? Uh, Bambi sausage. Yeah, ba- Bambi steak. It's a Bambi, Bambi steak. steak. Yeah. yeah. There's a, uh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. Encephalitis. Thank you, Je- thank you, Jeannie. Yes, that sounds right now that now that I see that written. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm. Uh, so I, wa- I want to start my own macabre Disney restaurant. Admittedly, I haven't figured out how we're going to serve Goofy yet. That's a little, most American. Yeah, Goofy's a dog, isn't he? a dog. Most okay. American don't eat dog. Um, so but what's the cow? Food. Clarabelle. Yeah. Clarabelle. Yeah, a lot of Clarabelle on yeah. that menu. Uh-huh. She have her own side. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we might get some uh, some from the Warner catalog in there. Get some Porky on the menu. <laughs> oh, Not yeah. a lot of pigs in the in the Disney canon. A lot of ducks though. A lot know. of ducks though. Had Daffy yeah. and Donald together. Yeah, you know? Daffy and Donald together. We could do duck prepared two ways. Yeah. Uh, Daffy and Donald united. Um, <laughs> no, I've got I've got great plans um, for all of this. And I will come to your restaurant. Right, it's gonna be delicious. No it's gonna be great. And I'm just you know all the uh, dishes will be named after whatever Disney character is the base protein. Flounder. Mickey um, on a stick. Mi- yeah, so I've had Mickey on a stick. Oh. Um, I've had mouse on a stick. It's just crunchy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, look, anything fried just tastes like fried. I just can't That's eat funny. Dory. I, I'm allergic to Dory, so I have to have Specifically to Dory? Off, off, off it? Oh, Dory. Oh, don't, don't worry. We are going to have Nemo. Sebastian. Um, we'll have, is he a crab or a lobster? He crab. He's a crab. Yeah, we'll definitely have uh, 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 Sebastian cakes. Um, and filet of flounder. He was a hermit crab, wasn't he? Sure. I mean, it's not, I mean, like, don't be too literal on this. I'm going to serve Maryland blue crab because I'm not a monster. Uh, I'm going to make you eat hermit crab. (laughs) What? (laughs) This show is broken. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to another cursed edition of Scripture Time. (laughs) Um, I'm your host, Trey Comstock. Ginny also said she had it, and then we'll get started. Knew a guy in high school who would eat a cricket for a buck. He made lots of money. You don't have to pay me money to eat crickets. Yeah. Right? Like, I'll just do that. uh -uh. Right? It's just protein with a little crunch. It's no different than eating the skin off a fried chicken. Raisin bran. Y'all ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) No! You have to realize that everything is gross, therefore nothing is gross. As I was doing this, Brandy, before we went live, think about what, objectively, think about what an egg is. Just think about it. Think about what an egg is, right? Think about where an egg comes from. Think about what an egg is. And we eat, I ate three today, right? It's disgusting. It is at least as disgusting as a cricket. Yeah, I've always wondered about the first person and went, hey, I'm going to try eating that. I'm going to try eating that. But, but that's everything, right? And just some of them lived and some of them died. And some of them realized it tasted delicious, right? Think about the per- all the steps we went through to make chocolate. <laughs> p- poke salad. It right. has to be boiled multiple times right. to get rid of the poison. Uh-huh. So somewhere there was a conversation. Hmm, How many sick. times? Boil it again. Well, it's collard greens, right? Like a lot of these things. Like, how did we come up with this? Um, anyways, we're yeah. gonna uh, we're gonna do a we're show. We're gonna go talk about some scripture now. Yeah, Are we? Yeah. I, mean, I can keep going. Man, uh, this topic, we should have been talking about John the Baptist eating locust and wild. Right. Okay. okay it's like, all right. It's even, Brady, it's even biblical. It's even kosher. He had honey with it. I'm diabetic. Okay. <laughs> so just eat it. We'll put some Splenda on it. Okay. Um, I'll have some crickets a la Splenda. Okay. I'll make you some simple syrup out of Splenda. We smear it. 
it all over the cricket. And here you go. Oh my god! For, for those wondering how this got started, I showed uh, a friend of mine, uh, Will Hatch. He, he does discovery science stuff, all kind of things. I posted this picture that showed this place, Uncle Bud's whole roasted crickets. Right. And I'm sure they're tasty. Okay. Do I have the ability to throw it a loco? Yes, oh, no. I do. Gonna go there. I, I am recording on all the things. Lord, uh, no, we're not. We're just tasty animals, Tracy. Tasty animals. Okay, we good. Give me another point. Okay. 